This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! And welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 208. Is that where we are? Yes, 208. My goodness, time flies so quickly on this show. And tonight, my beautiful screamers, the inmates are taking over the asylum because it's the listener takeover show i asked you to call in your halloween adventures that so i could live vicariously through you because i spent october glued to my laptop and my tv putting together the halloween marathon and so i didn't get to do much and now you're going to entertain me with your tales of terror or whatever it is you went through on Halloween, whatever it is, whatever it is, we're going to do it today, we're going to do it today. Now, I'm recording this out of order, and I've already finished the reference to the episode. And let me just say, I have been fighting off monumental depression since the marathon finished. I can't get out of bed. My apartment's a disaster. I feel awful. After spending a couple of hours listening to your voicemails and putting together a show, I feel a million times better than I did even when I finished the recording that I've already done. So the show's going to end on a bit of a downer. I'm going to tell you that now. But since we're traveling through time here, and the end, like I said, it's an asylum anyway, so it's all crazy town. Let me just say that, as always, doing this show is a tonic for me. It is always guaranteed to make me feel better. And why it takes me so long to realize that, I don't know. I should have done this days ago. But I didn't. And here we are. For those of you who are new to the show, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and I am your guide twice a month to the weird and wonderful world of horror movies, but as seen through my very, 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 very gay little eyes. Today's episode is an exception to that rule because I'm turning the reins over to you. And you are going to entertain me with your tales of what you did for Halloween. Which I think I've already made clear, but I said it again anyway. You know what? I'm out of practice. You know, I kind of blew my wad in October doing all those shows back to back to back to back. And all of a sudden, I don't know how to do a regular podcast anymore. Which is great because most of the show is going to be you. So before we go any further, I am putting this show out. On November 15th, which, as you know, if you've been listening, is the last day to donate to the Countdown to Halloween Podathon, supporting new alternatives for homeless LGBT youth. If you're new to the show, I spent half of October doing a show a day, counting down the days to Halloween, all to raise money for this fantastic organization that not only gets gay kids off the street for tonight, but for life, gay homeless kids. 
Today is the last day to donate. We have currently raised just over $1,300, which is amazing. But hey, why not have a last-minute push, shall we? If you're listening to this on November 15th and you have not donated and you enjoyed the Countdown to Halloween Potathon, please, I'm begging you, head on over to give.classy.org slash SQ and donate. This is the last chance to do some real good and make Daddy super proud. I'm super proud already, but I can always be prouder if you know what I mean. Let's see how much we can get this number up in these last few hours. Shall we? Oh, yes, we shall. Oh, wait. I have one very important thing to take care of before we begin. Dun dun, smoochy watch, yada da da da, what's going on with that cat? Smoochy's doing well. Smoochy's doing super good. We had an incident. Her bandage came off her tail. For those of you who don't know, she suffers from feline hyperesthesia. She has to keep her tail bandaged at all times or she will hurt herself. The bandage came off last week. And I was not able to get the vet tech in to visit for 48 hours. And she did do a little bit of damage. But it wasn't as bad as it's been in the past. She said this is the least amount of damage I've seen this cat do in such a long period of time. The thing is, keeping her bandaged all the time now is proving to have side effects. In that, the tape that we use to apply the bandage is wreaking havoc on her skin. And so now we're trying to figure out alternatives of how to do the bandage or how to move it around or maybe do something else, maybe get those little you know, rubber nail covers for a couple of weeks to let her heal for a while. But overall, Smoochie is doing well. And she's here, and she can't wait to hear your call. So I'm not going to keep that cat waiting because she will kick my ass. She's looking at me like, Daddy, come on. Come on, play the voicemails. I want to hear what the people are doing. Yeah, I want to find out what's going on outside of this shithole apartment. So that's what we're going to do right about now. Lightning has struck the power center of the asylum. The automatic locks are cracking open and the inmates are about to run loose. Starting now. Hi, Patrick. This is Carly from Texas. Hi, Carly. I was just calling in to tell you about my Halloween. Good. Um, I had a pretty good Halloween. It wasn't quite what I had planned. I really had wanted to have like a big blowout party with costumes and all of that, but that didn't work out for us. So um, I did go to a haunted house. Yes. um, A local one here in Amarillo, Texas. And, you know, um, a town like Amarillo isn't going to have any big you know, theatrical type uh-huh. haunted houses, but we had a great time at it. It was, it was it fun. Uh, we were, uh, my friend and I were a little tipsy. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were going through, and I think that made it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of, of course, just jump scares and, you know, just your basic, no theme, just every little room had kind of a different, you know, theme, mad science lab and, and, you know, that kind of thing. And, the one thing that stands out to me, though, is that um, there was a lot of children working this haunted house. Really? And so a lot of these children were dressed as the spooks and the haunts and huh. scaring everyone. And in this one room, there was this little kid, probably about 11, and he was supposed to be like a, uh, I guess, a cannibal type 
thing going on. Uh-huh. And he kept yelling at us. And he, he was like, sit down and you go over here and you go over there. And I was like, you little twerp. <laughs> I'm going to squash you like a bug. And I told him, I was like, quit yelling at me, kid. It was just really funny. Nice. <laughs> And so then um, I did dress up as Ursula the Sea Witch. Yes, um, we saw it. And I felt like that costume turned out really well. It did. Um, dressed up that um, the actual night of Halloween and just took my niece and, and my daughter trick-or-treating. Um, so we had a good time. Um, simple Halloween, but uh, really nice. And thank you for your hard work and your marathon. It was Fantastic. I enjoyed every single episode. Thank you. I've listened to every episode and I just adore you. Aww. You're just the coolest, sweetest, most awesome person ever. Aww. Love you, Patrick. Bye bye. Thank you, Carly, for calling in. There's a lot to get into here. Okay, first of all, a smaller haunted house, you know, put on by non theatrical types, does not necessarily mean that you're going to get less of an experience. Some of the better ones I've been to have been little ramshackle things on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere because there's that always a distinct possibility that they're not following fire codes <laughs> and you're going to die in a horrible inferno and you might be just wandering into something that's put on by a bunch of maniacs. You never know. You never know. But sometimes just the heart and the spirit that's in there will outshine some big commercial theatrical house by a mile heart and spirit go a long way especially with this sort of thing and i gotta say employing children interesting choice interesting choice i'm i'm all for i'm all for child labor no i'm really not i'm really not but hey get them while they're young and if they're scaring you great and hey that little kid i don't care if you're a cannibal stop yelling at the nice ladies they will ground you cannibal or not that's not cool that ain't cool all right and regardless of the house, a little bit tipsy is always a great way to go through. Not too tipsy. You don't want to be that person who's going to get mouthy back and stuff. No, 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 no. But something to just take the edge off a little bit more or even better to lower your, you know, lower your that wall. So might, you might be a little bit more frightened by things. That's always a wise choice. Just a little bit tipsy. Maybe one. I, I have a one cocktail rule for haunted houses. You don't want to be the sloppy drunk in the haunted house. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, the other thing is, like I said, I've been feeling awful. And just that little bit at the end, Carly, made me feel a lot better. I'm going to try not to be weepy this episode. But like I said, Daddy's in a really dark place. And Smooch just came in to say, hey, get over I'm going to lick my butt in front of you. And you need to get up and get me some food. Which I will do, Smoochie. But I'm talking to Carly right now. She looks like a penguin when she does this. She's standing up on her hind legs. Trying to lick her, the low, her lower belly. And she looks like a penguin. And I wish I had my camera. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and look at my cat while I'm talking to Carly. Anyway, thank you, Carly. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing your Halloween adventures with me. None too big, none too small, but all too fabulous. And hey, if you want to see Carly's fabulous Ursula costume, it is there on the Instagram feed. I think both of them at both No Tiara For You and Scream Queens Podcast. So go check that out because she is groovy, gorgeous, and purple. Yeah. So while I didn't get to do much 
for my Halloween, besides record episodes for all y'all, I did get to do a few things. I did get to venture out of the house a couple of times and take in some Halloween season stuff. And I'll be cutting this in in between your phone calls. Obviously, because that's what I just did. Ta-da. One thing that I did, I mentioned briefly already on the show, I went with former guest host Jennifer Elliott, who I think was on the Nightmare Fairy Tales episode where we went to the haunted house, and it wasn't very good, and we all took our clothes off. Remember that one? If not, well, go find it. I don't remember what episode it is, but anyway, we had decided that we hadn't seen each other in a long time, and I said, oh, I had this dick discount tickets for something on Governor's Island called Night of a Thousand Jack-O-Lanterns. And I knew it wasn't going to be scary, scary, but it was going to be Halloween season. So we said, great. So we met for dinner beforehand. And it's in the financial district. Well, you know, not you have to catch the ferry in the financial district. And I know nothing about the financial district. I'm never down there. Ever. So I met her at some place and it is all crawling with gross yuppie people that have way too much money and far too much attitude and just like gross, gross, gross. But you know, a couple of ciders and I'm totally fine. And it's time to catch the nine o'clock ferry over to Governor's Island. And uh, it was freezing, but we decided to be awesome and sit on the up, uh, the upper deck of the ferry just because it was cooler you know, better views and stuff, and we're going to be, you know, awesome or whatever. And we did that. It's like a 10-minute trip over to Governor's Island. It's nothing. And um, we get there, and I'm assuming that normally the crowds were a lot bigger because things were going in half-hour slots throughout the day and throughout the weekend. And because they had us walk through literally a mile of nonsense. We had to walk all the way around the island to get to the entrance to the event. Like I said, it was cold. There was nobody there. I'm going, is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Because this is actually kind of terrifying because there's no lights on this path. And I'm waiting for a big jack lantern person to come out and eat my face, and that's not happening. And I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, God, I don't know what's happening. This is weird. I'm cold. I think we got ripped off Jennifer. And I'm looking around. I don't see any lights for anything or nothing. And eventually I see, oh, God, porta potties. If there are porta potties, we must be nearing the event. And then, yes, I have to pee in a porta potty, which is, of course, the most horrifying thing you could possibly do at any event of any kind. Ever. I was in there the whole time screaming like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. So in comparison, the event itself was nothing. And it is exactly what it says it is. It's just this uh, path that you get to walk through, and there's hundreds of carved jack-o'-lantern displays. And it was kind of cool and kind of lame because, well, I was expecting, you know, different styles of jack-o'-lanterns. But this was all a particular style of cutting. It was very flat, more like a portrait, portraits carved into them rather than faces or making things of monsters. And it was all very corporate. Like initially, there was the 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 path of the monsters, and it was you know the you everybody you expect to see Freddy Krueger and you know creature from the Black Lagoon and you know Dracula. And it, that was nice. It was cool. It was like these cool pumpkin portraits. Then it, all of a sudden, we shifted suddenly into Disney. And then it was Marvel superheroes. And then it was Star Wars. And then it was a whole bunch of movies that haven't come out yet. And this was not as interesting. 
And finally, we get to the Dios de los Muertos section. So we're getting a whole bunch of sugar skulls. And this I'm on board with. I'm like, okay, this is cool. So it was a sugar skull over here. It's gorgeous. A sugar skull over there. This is, oh, it's gorgeous. Sugar skull, sugar skull. But then stuck in the middle of all these sugar skulls was one of Barbara Streisand. I said, what? Huh? Did we jump a theme here? Did Barbara Streisand's pumpkin just somehow roll into the... Did she try to move her way up through the rank possibly to get up in with the monsters? Because that would have been a better place for her. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> Cthulhu! The Phantom of the Opera! Barbara Streisand! Ah! Everybody run! And then they had a segment... That was all in memoriam of all people that we had lost in 2017. And that was nice. And I, and I got a little, not weepy and emotional, but I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. And people are like, that's a stupid. Florence Henderson's on a jack-o'-lantern and you know Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds on a jack-o'-lantern. It's kind of lame. I'm like, no, they've crossed over, man. They're a part of Halloween. Like, we can't be a part of Halloween yet. As a matter of fact, they are Halloween and Jennifer looked at me and she goes have you been smoking pot and not telling me and I said no I just got really weird all of a sudden she's like alright because if you're not sharing I'm going to be mad I'm like I don't have any leave me alone but the thing that got weird in the in memoriam section all of a sudden there'd be people in there that weren't dead like Billy Joel was in there and people started panicking like oh my god is Billy Joel dead did he just die everybody checking their phones to make sure Billy Joel did not die Billy Joel had not died did not died at the time there was a few others that were stuck in and then it just got into regular celebrities and like okay now just regular celebrities and a couple of them were funny because they looked like for the most part these carvings were gorgeous but every now and then you got one that said it was Jennifer Lopez, I'm going, is that the Jennifer Lopez or just some random Jennifer Lopez? Because that is not Jennifer Lopez and that is not Lady Gaga. What are you doing? What are you doing? But anyway, it was a quiet night. It was a mellow night. It wasn't a particularly scary night, but it was a cool night out with a boat ride and booze. So there you go. Night of a thousand jack-o'-lanterns. It wasn't even close to a thousand jack-o'-lanterns, but I'll let it slide because it got me out of the house for the night. Let's take a listen. Oh, and by the way, I took a whole bunch of pictures, and I'll be putting them up at some point. I stink at this sort of thing, and I it, it, just be happy I'm doing a show right now. But you get to see the Jennifer Lopez, not Jennifer Lopez, pumpkin soon. Trust me. I, I tr- just trust me. They'll happen. They'll happen. Okay, just leave me alone. Next caller. Hey there, Patrick. Um... Just wanted to say hi from a listener in North Carolina. Hi, listener in North Carolina. I know it might not seem like much, but your show helps give me that little bit of sense of community that's missing from my daily life. Huh. Yeah. And so I just wanted to say thank you for the time and the effort and the work you put into it. It really does help. Well, get back to your Halloween spectacular. Good night. Well, thank you very much, my mysterious North Carolina man who did not leave his name. But I understand that. I understand that. You know, I don't listen to these calls before I record these responses to them. Responses to them. So that one took me by surprise for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, the voice to text decided that your name was Melissa, so I was expecting a woman's voice, so I was very confused at the beginning. That's neither here nor there. You can still be Melissa if you want to be. But 
again, I'm in such a low place that this was exactly the call I needed to hear right now because I do forget that there are people like you out there who, who are, you know, cut off from the LGBT community community for whatever reason. And then, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, mystery man from North Carolina, and just. Because you didn't leave your name doesn't mean that I don't know that you're a first-time caller! See, all y'all are determined to get me weepy. I'm supposed to be cheering myself up today. I'm already weepy, but that's okay. That's okay. You made my heart feel nice and happy. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. And coming up, I see Robin... From Florida, called three times. So settle in, because I'm thinking things are about to get a little bonkers. And I'm not complaining. Hi, Patrick. It's Robin from Jacksonville again. Hi, Pooh Bear. Okie dokie. So, I may have to do this in two parts, because there's just so much for me to blah, blah, blah about. It'll be free. So, I will tell you about the overall experience of the Hot Island 2. And then the next one, I'll tell you, like, individual. Because this place is freaking huge. So, I know they told you and put a little thingy on Facebook. I was going to Old Spanish Trail, but that didn't quite work out. Oh, well. Um, my friend from Alabama, she really wanted to go, and I did too. It's only been around for a couple of years, but part of it is in an abandoned spooky school, which is amazing looking. But then part of it is outside. Uh-huh. So, due to inclement weather, there's no refunds, and they don't do the hunt. Okay. So, of course, with our lap, we get in the damn car for the 30-minute drive to go there, and it starts torrential downpour. No! So, we're like, shit. We can spend $25 on something else cool, and we'll waste an hour. So, I told her, I'm like, yes, queen, we're going to Warehouse 31. Warehouse 31 is amazing. It never disappoints. Used to be in St. Augustine, now it's here in... Jacksonville. So we go to Warehouse 31, and it was amazing already. Okay. Long pause. Long pause. A minute and a half. Okay. So it's amazing. And there's four haunts this year. Nice. One is a little clown maze. I didn't quite catch the name of that one. Clown maze. We have the little screen lab, which is like a haunted hospital. Uh Uh-huh. We have Mr. Tasty's, which is like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. And then we had the swamp. Yeah, we're not going to go there right now. Okay. And then we um, had little fire breathers, and they were, like, doing the little soapity doodahs with, like, fire. And we had little food trucks. We had a bar. Yes. All the essentials. We got to eat yummy cherry jello shots in line from a little haunted sexy nurse. The best so kind. it was good time. So we had so much fun. The hot was extremely long. It took us about a good hour and 20 minutes to walk through. Wow. That's a big walk. So now my time is almost up, dear. So now I will tell you about all the wonderful individual hunts on the next message. Love you. Bye. Robin from Jacksonville again with part ghosts of my Warehouse 31 experience. Yes. Okay. So the first one, you go in a queue line. You go to a little clown carnival. But let me tell you, son, they have some hot little clown boys in there. Oh, Lord. Conflicted. So they had no shirts on. Yes. And they had the little abs and the 
they were all sweaty and the little clown makeup and the little white out lenses. And they're like, hi. Oh. And I said, hi. <laughs> and he's like, how are you? I'm like, how are you, little clown boy? And he's like, oh, why don't you come stay here with me? I said, I would love, but I'm married. I'm so fine. He's like, well, clowns don't behave. And then who says, did I behave? Oh, burn. Walk around the corner. He's like, bring her back. <laughs> so we left the little clown boys. We had lots of fun with them. They were very, shall we say, interactive. Yes. You had lots of cool obstacles to go through and little noodly things and little jumpy things. Toodly and things, stuff and, and little strip lights and neon stuff. Then the next one, you go to another cute line. This one is a voodoo on the outside. I was so excited. She was dressed like a witch doctor. I'm like, yes. Go inside. Oh, my God, Patch. <laughs> what? 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 This one was a bit of a disaster. I may oh, have no. to leave you three voicemails. What the shit? Okay, this one was so disorienting. If anyone has ever gone to Howling Horror Nights, and you've done the whole alien versus predator, and you have all the, like, laser lights and fog machines and trees. That's what this was. Oh. There was no fucking voodoo. Oh. There was no nothing except for trees. Oh. I live in Florida. When I camp, <laughs> I see fog and fucking trees. This is not scary. This is annoying. <laughs> I can't see shit. My friends can't see shit. Where are the clown boys? <laughs> I'm about to run out of time again, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, I'm going to have to leave you another voicemail. Oh, no. God bless you, Patrick. I'm the best. God damn it. Why am I so detail-oriented? There's no, keep going. Shut okay, up. I'm not complaining. I did it, so can I. So, okay, we went through the swamp. It really sucked. We were going through the wrong way. And the skeleton man popped out and said, we were going the wrong way. We couldn't see shit. We kept running into the walls. I almost killed myself. I almost clawed them with my brand new, like, manicured nails. Thank God they have masks on. I'm probably really gotten kicked out. But we got out of that one because it sucked anyway. So, one okay. key line, we go to the next one. It's a haunted hospital. There's, like, people grabbing at you. The guy tried to feed me a human leg. It was creepy. Oh. It smelled like shit. Uh. We go to the next one. It's the little Mr. Tasty thingy. We go to Mr. Tasty's, the chainsaw guy that I took the picture with, was trying to come at me, and they saw me and said, hey, I remember you. I said, hi, I remember you too. Uh. And I walked away, and they scared the little teenage girl behind me. It was great. Uh. And then we had to go through little obstacles, and we had to climb down a little tunnel on our hands and knees. We had to go through this giant vagina thing. Yay! But all together, it was really awesome. It was super fun. I'll put lots of pictures on Facebook. I love you. I love you. If I have any more Halloween spooky fun, I will let you know. And I'll do one fucking voicemail next time. Love you. Bye. No, you won't. Okay, you listen to me, young lady. You should know darn well by now that I don't care how many times you have to call back as long as it's quality quality information and that was totally worth the wait because that went completely bonkers on that last call i loved every second of all three of those calls yes i love sexy clown boys who will flirt back with you yes that's great i love people who do <laughs> zippity doodahs with their fire things whatever that means but i don't know but it sounds fabulous 
Oh, gosh. You know, it sounds like you had a great experience at Warehouse 31, and I, I love when I hear about a house that I haven't heard about before, and Warehouse 31 sounds like a quality one, except for that voodoo thing, which is at least so stupid that you can make fun of it. And and, 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 and Mr. Tasty, well, you know, if Mr. Tasty also involved the shirtless clown boys, I might never leave that one. And I'm so happy that you left the, 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 the vagina thing towards the end because I know I'm exactly what you're talking about. One of those weird inflatable things and nobody knows what they're for or what they're about or what they have to do with being scary, but I love that they exist and I love every time I encounter one. It's the only time I'm happy to encounter a vagina. Okay, especially an inflatable one that I have to walk through. Yes. Okay, Robin, that was a great call. That got me all kinds of cheered up and happy. Yay. So thank you for that and hooray for Warehouse 31. If you're in the Jacksonville area next Halloween, go check that one out because that one sounds like a hoot and and buy me a plane ticket and take me okay okay great thank you robin love you okay so the other thing i got to do for that was somewhat halloweenish was i got to see an off-broadway show it's a one-woman show called squeamish and it was just for the halloween season and it was billed as, you know, a horror play. And I'm like, okay, great. I got $5 tickets for it because I have my ins and my outs and my connections. So I'm like, great. And it stars Allison Frazier. And most of you don't know who she is and you don't care. But most people will know her. She won the Tony for The Secret Garden playing the maid whose name I don't remember. Childhood, childhood, on. That one. You know, that one. That one. She's great. Wonderful, like, Broadway legend. This gorgeous redhead woman who who I had to watch make out with Scott Bakula for two hours. So I kind of hate her, but I'm really kind of jealous of her. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But I've never seen her do anything straight, as in non-musical. So I'm like, okay, this should be interesting. And, and now that I've looked, she's got a whole bunch of credits that you might know. She's in a show right now on Showtime called Family Matters. And I don't have Showtime, so I don't know what that's about. But, hey, if you're watching that, you'll be like, hey, Patrick talked about this lady on, on the show. And now you know. So I go to see this show. And before the show, they tell us at length to not only you know, put your phones on mute, turn them off, and put them away. Because the play is going to be set in almost extreme darkness. She is supposed to be at her psychiatrist's office, and she's sitting on the chair... The only light is on her in the chair. It's You can see her face and part of her body, and that's about it. It's very, very dim. And they say the mood that Allison is going to be creating is going to be so easily shattered. And this theater is so small that if you take out your phone and the phone lights up at any point, that mood is going to be shattered completely for everyone. So don't. Do it. Don't ruin the show for everyone. I'm like, all right, I'm on board. And so she comes out and she's sitting in her chair. And not only is she a psychiatrist, she's seeing her psychiatrist, she is a psychiatrist. And she's had all these crazy mental problems her whole life. She spent her whole life on all these different drugs. And she stopped seeing her psychiatrist because she wanted to get off all these drugs and experience life as it's supposed to be. That maybe it's not her that it's all these drugs that are making her crazy because she's like, I'm maxing out all my prescriptions. 
and and I don't see how pumping more drugs are going to make things better. Let's see what happens if I, so she goes off on her own and stops taking her pills, which I do not recommend. And even she says, "I know you're not supposed to do this, but hey, I'm a psychiatrist too. I can handle this." No, she can't. Well, it turns out her whole life she's had this terrible fear of blood. Well, not her whole life. It started when she found her mother in the bathtub one day. The mother had killed herself. Not only had she slit her wrist, she had slit, she had cut into her body. Well, she'd made little cuts all over her body and bled, completely bled out. And ever since then, she's been terrified of blood. And this was the beginning of her, her downfall into all these mental problems. And now she's telling all these stories like, well, you know, I, I, you know, her marriage failed and this failed. And the only person who's ever been there for me is this nephew of hers who had horrible drug problems. And he cleaned himself up and came to visit her in New York. And then this wonderful weekend. And then the next weekend she found out that he had gone home to the town that she grew up in Texas to be with his girlfriend and wound up dead in the bathtub covered in hundreds of teeny tiny little cuts a suicide just like her mom and when she goes to the funeral horrible things happen there's a much bigger thing happening here and and everywhere she goes she keeps encountering her nephew's girlfriend his her nephew's girlfriend and this sweet but strange girl who always seems to be surrounded by death and the scent of peppermints. And it takes this interesting turn. It turns out she doesn't have a fear of blood at all. She's, uh, I forget the term that they, they use, but basically it brings up this whole thing. The, the, she starts running around with the, with the uh, nephew's girlfriend who says, I know what your problem is. You're like us. Just come with my house. I'll show you. I'm getting a delivery. And she thinks she's going to go get some drugs. But no, this woman shows up. And they go into the yard and there's this altar out there. And the woman lays down on the altar and they cut the woman and they drink from her. They drink her blood just a little bit. Because it turns out, you know how in medieval times they had the whole thing with the leeches? And there was the whole science of the humors, like the human body was made up of four humors, blood, phlegm, black bile, yellow bile. And how disease and illness was caused when your humorous got out of balance. Well, that's what this is. She's one of these people that her blood humor is very low. And she needs intake every now and then. And once she takes part of drinking from this girl, just a little bit, just a little bit. She's the picture of health and the picture of sanity. And now she understands everything and everything's great. And she's like, I, now I understand. And But there are rules. See, you can only drink a little bit. See? And you can't drink alone. And there are reasons for that. Because down that way lies monstrous, monstrous things. And by the end of it, she has become a full-blown monster. And the thing is, I don't really know what happened. Because as they said, Allison wove a spell. What a master storyteller this woman is because she's not only personifying herself and this character, but also every person in her family that she encounters. She's doing these wonderful embodiments of them, you know, all sitting there in her chair and, and 
when we're getting down to the horror of it, it's the last 10 minutes. The guy next to me took out his cell phone and lit up the whole goddamn theater and the spell was broken for everyone. So fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I I know what happened. Yeah, basically, (laughs) there's a fine line becoming between being one of these people that are low on blood humors and becoming a full-blown vampire. And Allison's character has crossed the line. She has drank too much. She has drank by herself, and now she is a full-blown vampire. And the story might have been terrifying had some asshole not decided to ruin it for everybody. And let's just say that that person was beaten to death outside the theater. Nobody knows what happened. Nobody saw anything. Very strange. He was walking home, and he was jumped by a crowd who beat them to death with with their playbills. And you know what? He deserved it. And and I, I that's all I know about that. I know nothing about that. Anyway, theater's fragile, people. Follow the goddamn rules, okay? We're going to take a couple more calls. Patrick! Yes? Hey, Patrick. Uh, this is Andy from Clayton, Delaware. Hi, Andy. Um, I just wanted to call in. Um, I thought I'd leave a couple of reviews for you real quick on some of the haunted attractions I've been to recently. Yes! Uh, the first two that I went to was, one was the Waldorf, which I imagine, you know, was where they filmed Hell House LLC. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure, sure. And I'd have to say that I was very pleasantly surprised by that attraction. Um, yes. The, they had three, four different uh, things for you to go through. There's the Haunted Hayride, which all of the attractions had a pretty long ride to them, though the only big concern I had was they could use more actors. They didn't have uh, any actors, and it kind of made it feel empty a bit. I understand. So we did the Hayride, then we did the... Um, Corn Maze, which was very good. It was nice, narrow, and it led you all over the place. Uh, we did, I believe it was called the infect, Infestation or Infection, Ew. something like that, where it was basically a zombie walkthrough flag football style. So you had to try to get out without oh. losing any of your vital organs oh. as the zombies would try to snatch the flags off of your belt. Oh, and I thought that was a very unique, very different idea, which I truly enjoyed immensely. Uh, when it got to the maze. final house, which is where they actually filmed the movie, mm-hmm. it was very good. It was, it was neat seeing all the locations that they did in the film. So I was very happy with that. Um, the characters did an excellent job. They stayed in character. They had great portrayals. Uh-huh. Uh, like I said, the only real thing about that was I wish they had more actors in yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the next one went to, and when I keep saying we, uh, it was me, Jay the Hot Cub, and yes. a couple other friends who all went to these. Uh, we went to Halls of Horror, which so far I have to say is one of my favorite haunted attractions to date. It's kind of like, I guess, the vortex that you went through. Oh. But okay. not so sexual well no. it was actually very sexual yes uh I'm listening. but not as grabby it was a full blood splattering uh grabbing uh, throwing around Ooh. 
it was it was just a very good time. And I have to say, I even had a woman's vagina explode on me, yes, throwing a no, baby at me. No, and I'm, then I had to pick it up and kiss it. I, oh, go. Oh, so what? yeah, I can imagine what you're thinking about that. Oh no. So yeah, that was a very good one, and I would definitely recommend that one. I would recommend Waldorf. That was also very entertaining. I went with some different friends. Hey, Patrick, it's Sandy again. Yes, yes. I guess I talked too long last time. That's okay. Keep going. I just want to throw another one out there real quick, which was Night of Terror, which me and some friends went to last night. Uh-huh. I have to say that was a very entertaining attraction. There were six events, and throughout all of them, the set designs were very good. I was very happy with the set designs, though. Their use of animatronics, I think, was a little overdone. Yeah, they don't do much. Um, the characters were decent. Some didn't seem too happy to be there, but considering how many people go through that thing, I don't. I'm not surprised at all. If I had any suggestions for that one, it would be to if they had to raise the ticket prices and limit how many people could go through. Yeah. Because. All it was was a, a steady line of people walking straight oh, yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. They didn't break you up into groups or anything. There's no time to reset It was just way too many people. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But overall for it, it was a very good attraction. I would recommend that one, though. I would also definitely say order your tickets online. Otherwise, the line to get in is excruciatingly long. It'll probably take you two and a half hours just to get tickets ouch thankfully i got mine online so it only took us about Atta 45 girl. minutes to yeah. exchange those tickets yeah but we had the first line to go on the hayride which was about two hours wow but then after that it was just a straight through straight walk through everything like i said it was just way too many people because there was no personal experience with it everybody was crowded together with every single other person and yeah. That just really pulled away from it, yeah. which I think is the biggest issue that they had. Other than that, it was good. I would recommend it. And as for anything else, that is it. Uh, thanks for letting me call in finally. Uh, I'm catching up on your show, so I've been listening for about three weeks straight now. Oh, my God. And I'm nowhere near done catching up on all the episodes. Oh, my gosh. But I am keeping up with the current episodes as well, just so I can, well, keep up with them. Oh, my. Well, it was good leaving a voicemail, and I hope to call back later. See you. Andy, thank you for that call that was chock full of juicy, sexy, exploding vagina information. Yes. And... Jay the Haunt Cub is next up in line for his call, so there might be some overlap, but that's totally okay because I'm sure he had a completely different experience, and he gets so flustered every time he gets cut off on a call. It's fun to listen to, So I'm sure, and I know he got cut off twice, so I know he's going to be all flustered and being like, hover, 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 but that'll be fun. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard of well, – actually, uh, the, the – the Waldorf, I had seen the movie. I did not know it was an actual house as well. I almost covered Hell House LLC – for the marathon. Why I didn't, I don't know. Don't ask me why I chose the things that I chose at a certain point because I was burning out and and I had seen Hell House LLC earlier in the year and maybe that's why I didn't want to go back to it because here's the thing. I almost liked it 
but thought the movie fell apart in the last you know, 20 minutes. At the end, I, I got to a certain point and said, I don't know what's going on anymore. And also, as someone who runs a haunt, I was going, you can't do it. There was that girl that they had chained up. No, you can't chain somebody up for real. No, 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 no. There are fire codes. There are things that you cannot do to your actors. You cannot do that. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But the movie is okay. Check it out if you feel like it. If you like these sort of found footage horror movie things. They, they get almost everything right, but I thought they shit the bed in the last reel because it became impossible to follow. And at the end, I didn't really know what happened. But are we talking about that? No, we're talking about your houses. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? Knights of Terror? Was that what it called? I think people have called in about that before. And that is unfortunate when you just have a mass of people walking through your house. Because I know as a performer in a house like that, you don't have a chance to reset. I mean, I would have a shtick I would do over and over and over all night. But if there's no time to reset, someone's just going to be getting me, like, just, you, you get bored really quick. Because you don't get into a rhythm or a routine or anything because it's just lame. And yeah, I've been through those houses and I just wind up getting nothing because they wind up scaring the people in front of me or the people behind me over and over. And it's lame. And I know what you mean. It, you feel like you're you're on uh, a conveyor belt and it's not as much fun. And, and boo, boo on that, boo on that. But hooray for your call. Hooray for your call. And I forget the name of the sexy one you went to. I'm sure you t- told me. And and it's sad that the nightmare haunted uh, not the nightmare the uh, blackout haunted house which is what the vor house vortex house became known here moved to L A because I miss them they were tacky and gross and and kind of perverted but I miss them guess there's nothing like that now there's there's no houses in New York anymore which was depressing but um even though I read an email of yours. On the show before, Mr. Andy, I think that this would still construe as your entry as a first-time caller! Yeah! 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 Celebrate! Celebrate! Yeah! Yeah! I get too excited about these things. I don't know why. Don't ask me questions, but thank you so much for calling in, Andy, and thank you for your cool Halloween costume, your zombie outfit, which is also available to look at on the Instagram page. Thank you, Boo Bear. Talk to you soon. Now, even though I did this next event back in September, it is Halloween-y in nature. And it's also running through the end of the year. So if you're in the New York area for the holidays and want something spooky to do, I would definitely recommend going over to thisisreal.nyc and getting your tickets for This Is Real. Now, I've already covered this on the Patreon page, and I spoiled the hell out of it there for those who are not going to be in the area. I'm going to give you a little taste of what it was all about here, because I'm telling you right now, it was worth it. This is Real is put on by the same folks who put on the Nightmare Houses for all these years, and I'm sorry I don't have the guy's name in front of me because I'm horrible, but anyway, it manages to combine the best of the haunted house experience with an escape room experience. Now, if you've listened to the show for a while, which I'm guessing you have at this point, you'll know that I 
am kind of over escape rooms. I think they're clever and stuff, but they've become so ubiquitous here in New York. And a lot of them are just impossible. I love a challenge, but there's a point where it becomes not fun anymore or you're just wasting a lot of time waiting for one person to do things like the one person who knows how to do a fucking Sudoku puzzle will be working on it for 20 minutes while the rest of you are picking your butt cracks. No, no, no. This is not like that at all because this is like you are dropped into your very own horror movie and you have to get out of it alive. Oh, yeah. You can die in this room. Oh, yeah. And you're going to die horribly. Everybody in my group died, including myself. But the problems that you face here, they're practical. It, it's more about you need to find you know, the, the fuses to put in the fuse box that will open this case, which will give you the key that will get you to the this, you know, that kind of a thing. Things that you might actually have to figure out. Oh, hey, I have, a, I have these two things. Oh, can I put it together to make a, a tool that will open this? Yes, I can. Okay, it's none of this, you know, we're going to have to do an algebraic equation. No. No, 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 no. And what's neat is you go in with a group of, I think, up to 10, and they blindfold you, they handcuff you, and they put headphones on you. And you are marched off, split up, and put into crates. Now, this sounds very extreme already. Now, I... I when I was going, it was while my shoulder was frozen. It, it, it had just gotten better. So I was very concerned about having a night, uh, uh, blackout haunted house experience, which they were very hands on. They would pick you up and throw you around. No, 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 no. And the thing is, the, the handcuffs and the blindfolds are only for this very beginning to disorient you so that you don't know where you are or where the rest of your group is. Because they said, as soon as you get in your crate, you can take off your blindfold. You can take off the cuffs. Leave your headphones on. And the headphones were just so that you can hear the scene that plays out in front of you because you have been kidnapped. And you're being held in this crate and you get to watch your captors do something horrible to someone who is in the group ahead of you. And when they're done, once that person leaves the room, you have to start working together as a group to get out of your cage, get out of the room, and 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 put all the components together that are going to get you out of this experience alive. But the thing is, the bad people come back every now and then you always have to be on guard for them coming back and you have to either get back in your cage in time or find a new place to hide because if they don't they will kill you the thing is you get three chances it's like a video game if you get killed everything resets to the next to the to a logical restart point and you get to go again, but you know you only get three chances. Three times dead, and you are out. And I'll have to say, towards the end of it, I was absolutely terrified. It almost everyone in my group was dead. I had figured out the key point 
portion to get out, which I'm not telling you here. I'm not telling you here. I had done the thing to get the last thing to get the keys. And when I put my hand on the keys, everything went bananas. All the rules were off. All of a sudden, there were sirens and flashing lights and all these people screaming all around me. And I panicked. You know how you yell at people in the final reel of a movie? Like, what are you doing? Why are you just standing there? Run, run, run. You know, there was no fight. There was no flight. Daddy froze there like a goddamn deer in headlights for what seemed like eight minutes before I was able to start running my ass off. Trying to get the door open. Only to get killed right there at the door. And handing the keys off to somebody else saying, it's this one. Which is exactly how I always said I was going to die in a horror movie. I said, I am going to do all the work and wind up dying helping somebody else. And that's exactly what happened. But This Is Real is fantastic. It's an experience that I have not had before. The combination of the two things work really well. And I was poop pants scared. And you know me, I've done a million of these things to, to get my adrenaline ratched up that high while also having to control your brain to figure things out and also keeping an ear out for when the bad people are coming back was really, really very intense. The tickets are a bit pricey, but I think they're worth it. So if you're in the New York area between now and the end of the year, go to thisisreal.nyc and get your tickets and let me know you're going. Let me know you're going, okay? I want to know. Because it is in the middle of nowhere, Brooklyn, and you might need a guide to get you there, and I'll be waiting at the bar when you get out, if you get out. All right, we got one more call from Jay the Haunt Cub, so let's listen to the man and what he has to say. Hi, Patrick. It's Jay the Haunt Cub. Hey, It's been a while since I've called. Apologies for that. Hope you are well. Uh, Just wanted to give you a quick rundown slash report of this year's festivities, i.e. haunted houses. Uh, I actually made it to six, now that's not six attractions, that's six locations. Oh my goodness. uh, This season, which was much better than my two previous season, which was an all-time low for me. But um, anyway, uh, so the first one I want to talk about uh, real briefly is, you got it, Six Flags Fright Fest. Oh no! Um... Yeah. Why? Well, I did this on two different nights because Why? one night was not long enough given the lines. Um, oh, I, you know, have a season pass there, so uh, I got it, you know, both nights without paying. However, you did you did have to pay, pay separately for the haunts, which is was the case when you and I went years ago. Yes. The price has gone up quite a bit. Uh-huh. Um, and they were having some kind of coupon where I could pay five bucks more and it would give me a haunt pass for the whole season. Now, normally I wouldn't care about that, but then considering that I didn't get in all six of their haunts the first night, I thought I better try to get back there and make the other two at some point. So that's what I did. Uh, I got through four the first night. I think that, oh no, maybe it was seven haunts, and I did five the first night and two the following weekend. I know I only did two the following weekend. Whatever! Um, honestly... <laughs> There was one that was semi-decent. It was outside, um, kind of through a wooded area, uh, back sort of behind the kids' Yosemite area, or whatever you want to call that. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are or how much you remember the 
the park layout. But um, so one of them was back there, and that one was decent. Um, had some decent scares, some decent actors, and uh, some pretty good theming. Good. But pretty much all the rest of them were pretty generic. Um, the manor, which you and I had done last time, was was pretty much almost exactly like it was when you and I went, I think. Um, however, that was the last one I got into that evening, and it was me and a father of two boys. We were the only ones going through. Oh. And uh, one of the kids was just petrified. He kept wanting to leave, and the father, you know, marched him through the whole thing. So I'm sure that probably left him somewhat psychologically scarred, at least for the time being. Oh, well. So, um, yeah, uh, the rest of them were, they had a clown one. It was okay. It just, it felt like there was never quite enough. Yeah. And never enough actors or things like that. Yeah. But I would say I enjoyed it slightly more than when you and I went. Okay. Um, you know, I was by myself through all of them. Uh, so that kind of sucks. Anyway, uh, now I'm trying to see if I remember these all through in the right order. And it's the Haunt Cub again. Uh, okay, I'm going to have to go through these really quickly because I don't want to be cut off again. So uh, the next one that I went to was um, Field of Terror in East Windsor, New Jersey, I believe. Uh, not real far from the Six Flags area. Uh-huh. That one was pretty good. Had a great uh, corn, feet, uh, corn maze that was super long. Um, and fairly creepy. Their pay ride was sort of nondescript. The beginning of it was super boring, but it did get a little bit better later. They did have one haunted house there where the actors were allowed to touch you, couldn't touch them back, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I had a pretty good time there. It was my first time to that one, and I would go back, maybe wait a year, and go back again. Okay. Um, then we did, we drove up to the Poconos, and we did um, the Waldorf Estate, of yes, fear, which I've heard of is uh, a three attraction haunted house. There's a hayride, which was okay. They tried to recreate scenes from different movies. They had a Chucky, they had Pinhead. Uh, they had some interesting ideas, but I don't think they had enough actors. Um, but they had uh, the main attraction, the haunted house, is actually where the movie Hell House LLC was filmed. Uh-huh. I don't know if you've seen that, but I yes. highly recommend it. It's, I think it's a fantastic found footage um, horror movie. Anyway, so that was the, that was there. It was really cool being able to go through that and see some of the things I recognized from the movie. So that was pretty good. Um, the actors in there were more humor, like darkly humorous, than they were like really scary. Uh-huh. And then the third thing there was the thing we did first because we thought it sounded so lame, but it actually wound up being a super amount of fun. And that was basically like zombie. It was basically like flag football with zombies. You tie three flags around your waist, representing your three vital organs. And um, you had to dodge around all these actors who tried to grab the flags from you. If you got all three, you know, grabbed, then you died. Oh. Whatever. But you still, met through, you still made it through. But I managed to make it through with one. But that wound up being a lot more fun than I expected. Yeah. After that was uh, Halls of Horror, the blood experience. That's one where you have to sign a waiver. The actors get very physical with you if you do sign the waiver and go through the extreme haunted house, throw blood on you and all kinds of other shit. That was a ton of fun. I love that place. It's my favorite haunted house within the within a couple of states of of my location. Um, after that, we went to um, not Field of Screams. Where did we go? Oh, we went to Shocktoberfest in Sinking Spring, Pennsylvania. Another good one. They decided to theme the entire thing around zombies. Um, I hadn't been there in 
in quite a few years, so it's been updated quite a bit. Uh, very interesting hayride. Really enjoyed it. Uh, one haunted house that's sort of themed after steampunk is not really great. It's okay. Um, okay, I guess I had too much information for two voicemails. Keep so going. anyway, um, Shocktoberfest, pretty decent. Glad I waited several years before going again. Um, it was a lot of fun. We hung out with some some friends that I met through Facebook but had never actually met in person. So that was very cool. And then finally, uh, last but certainly not least, uh, we took a trip down to Atlanta. And in our travels, we decided to hit the Netherworld Haunted House, which is a super popular nice. one. Nice, yes. Been on the Travel Channel a few times. Yes, I've heard of that such. one. Um, super glad that we got paid $15 more of the VIP because the place was packed and we were able to walk right up to the attractions there. Um, probably the best haunted house I've ever been in, period. Wow. Um, not quite the physical and, you know, kind of thrill of the blood experience. Sure, but, sure. Um, amazing animatronics, amazing actors, amazing sets. Only two attractions there, a super long walk through both of them. They're both well, well worth the money. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, this year is the last time that it's in the location they've been at for 17 years or Aww. something. So next time I get to Atlanta, I intend on checking it out again. Um, just just big production, like almost something you'd expect, if not even more so than someplace like Universal or something like that. Wow. Anyway, that's about it. That's all six. I'm surprised I remembered as much as I did. Atta girl. Hope you have a good one. And uh, belated happy Halloween. Thank you. See ya. Well, Jay, it is never too late to say Happy Halloween, so Happy Halloween right back to you, too. That was chock full of information, young man. And I love that after all this time, after all the years of your calling in, that the voice-to-text feature for my voicemail still labels you as Jay the Hot Tub, which is a really sexy way of labeling you. That was really good. Thank you very much for all that information and and, 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 and cross-referencing everything that Andy called in about, too, except you left out the part about the exploding vagina. But, you know, thank you. But you know, I can only live through that kind of shock once per episode, you know. So there you go. Yeah, I'm glad – that one in, in um, Atlanta I've always wanted to go to. I see it all the time, like you said, on the travel channels. And I think I've seen it crop up in a couple of movies sometimes. And – yeah, I'm jealous. I'm totally jealous. But, you know, I made my choice. I made my choice to do this marathon instead, which I'm not going to do next year. Maybe I'll skip a year so that I can actually enjoy Halloween next year instead of having to experience it through you guys, which is great and everything, but it would be much better to experience it in person. And by the way, Jay, if you're coming back to New York anytime soon, I highly recommend this is real. I think you'd get a huge kick out of that. But, so you got to the end of the year for that. Okay? So now you know. Now you know. All right. So, on Halloween day itself, I posted the last episode in the morning. You know, the one with Lady in White, with um, Josh and Liz from Bloody Date Night. And was just so happy to have everything done. I said, well, I want to go do something. And, you know, it's noonish, So I said, oh, I'm going to go 
to this thing I got an invite for. It was nothing. It was just there's an Army Navy store in Manhattan that has it's supposed to be the place to go for Halloween, and they're supposed to have this amazing Halloween blowout sale, and I had a coupon for it that I got through Facebook. So I said, you know what the heck? I'm going to go out there. I'm going to run some errands and get some lunch and check this place out. And I come home and take a big nap because you know I'm buzzing. You know I mean, you know I I finished the marathon. I got through all the episodes. I'm on an adrenaline high, and I went over there and it was too crowded to get in, so I didn't get to see much of that. So I just ran some errands. You know, went to the Home Depot and got some lunch and picked up light bulbs and you know whatever. Boring, boring, boring. And then when I got home, I heard the news about the terror attack that happened in Manhattan. On Halloween. And to my horror, I realized I was just there. While I was running around doing errands, I did take a little walk on that bike track. Where I had my coffee. So all of a sudden, Halloween got scary in a way that I did not anticipate it doing everything got very very real and I got really really depressed no I knew depression was coming because you guys know at this point when I finish a big project like doing a play or working on a movie or or doing a huge project for the podcast that when these things are done I get depressed Show separation, whatever. You know, it's just this big thing that's been a huge part of my life is now gone and there's a big void to fill and I get sad. But now I'm genuinely disturbed in a way that was not fun and I had not anticipated. Mr. Brad was on hand. He's like, well, let's just go out and get some dinner. So that's what I did on Halloween. I had dinner with Mr. Brad. Even that was weird. We went to a Thai restaurant that we go to all the time. But it had changed ownership. And the thing that I always get was still on the menu, but it wasn't good anymore. Like the chicken in it was like brown and really chewy and I couldn't get it down. And for some reason, they had a skeleton of an animatronic dog in the window that would howl every now and then. And I said, do you really want to perpetrate this kind of racial stereotype? in an Asian restaurant that you know, you're insinuating that perhaps that the meat of that dog is in my food because that's what it tastes like right now. And the days following were not better. During the course of the marathon, my apartment became a disaster area. And to be perfectly honest, it still is. And this was not helping my mood. And all I wanted to do was sleep. And the reality of how close I came to being part of that Halloween massacre kept weighing heavily on my little brain and kept gnawing away and gnawing away and I made the worst possible choice I could have made. I relapsed. I fell off the wagon. I was looking for anything to change my mood and I chose crystal meth to do that and that was the worst 
possible decision because now I'm even more depressed than I was before. And like I said, I try to keep things as real as possible here just so that you know where I'm coming from right now. I am ashamed. I am appalled at my behavior. But there's nothing I can do about it now except pick myself up and get back on the wagon, which I'm there now. Because there was no joy to be found there at all. And I've made things worse as a result. So if there's a lesson to be learned from this, drugs not the answer. Yeah, everybody knows that, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it's really, really easy to forget. But I'm okay with it. Relapse is part of recovery, as they say, and I relapsed, and now I'm recovering again. So here we are. Here we are. Can't pick on myself too much because that's how the cycle starts again. But I find the best thing in the scenario is to be open about it, that I fucked up. And I regret it. And that is not how to get to the last reel of your horror movie. No, sir. No, sir. Okay, so that's enough for true confessions. Clean slate, starting over. So, next time. For the Thanksgiving episode, we are going to be talking about the made-for-TV movie, The Dark Secret of Harvest Home. Now, this is a two-part movie. It was a miniseries. So if you're planning on playing along at home, which I hope you are, be prepared to invest, you know, three or four hours watching this thing with Betty Davis and a whole bunch of ridiculous people being weird. Now, I have not seen it. This was something that was banned by my school or my church or something, so I was not allowed to watch it at the time. So it'll be a first-time watch for me. I have no idea what I'm in for, but it is available on YouTube. Evidently, after it aired, when it came out on VHS, the only version that was available for many, many years was a heavily, heavily, heavily edited hour-and-a-half version. But this version that they have on YouTube is the complete version. It's the only place to get it, apparently. And so enjoy it with me. I'm going to have um, Toppy Smelly from the Smellcast on. And also Master of the Occult and horror author Stephen Morris. They're going to be on to discuss the movie with me. So please play along with us. And, you know, I'm my brain is telling me to go back and erase everything I just said. But I'm not going to. Because I know some of you out there struggle with drugs too, and it, it helps sometimes to know that you know other people in your life have the same problem. And if by my being open about what the last couple of weeks have been like and what I did during that time and what I'm doing now to make things better can help any of you, then great. And I hate to end things on a bummer. But that's where I am right now. Yes, your calls did cheer me up, and I'm very grateful for that. Sitting down and working on 
the show is always a curative for me. It will always make me feel better, and it did. Even though I brought everything down at the end because I didn't want to front load the episode with this sad stuff. But I don't know what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. If you would like to get in touch with the show, like Robin and Carly and Andy and Jay and our mystery man from North Carolina, then you pick up your phone and you dial 917-720-2047. Or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And of course, that's Queens with a Z. You can find me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens, the podcast where Hard gets gay. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens, and we are now on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. So go over there and give Alexa some love. Alexa's doing a great job managing the site, and I'm very, very proud of her. And if you cannot get enough of Scream Queens goodness, then you might want to become a patron, which you do by going to patreon.com slash screamqueens and picking a subscriber level, and you get extra bonus episodes Every month, usually dealing with new releases in the theaters that you will not get here on the show. So go do that. It's pretty cool. And one last pitch. If you are listening to this on November 15th, this is the last day to get in your donations for the Countdown to Halloween Marathon. If you enjoyed all those 14 episodes and you have not donated yet, then you can help out the kids. At New Alternatives, and uh, which is a group that helps homeless LGBT teenagers in New York City, then you get your butt on over to give.classy.org/sq and donate right now. We are currently at about thirteen hundred and twenty-five dollars. Let's see how much we can get in the last minute. Right, last minute, putch kids, putch, putch kid. What's a putch kid? Putch kid, putch kid. I don't know. I got nothing. Leave me alone. <sighs> I'm grateful that you guys are out there. And we all share in this crazy experience called life together, even though most of us will never meet. You are more important to me than you know. And when I say that daddy loves you, I actually do mean that. So now daddy's got to pick himself up, start cleaning his apartment, and get back to some semblance of normality. And thank you for helping me with that. Your your calls and your good wishes and your positive energy are always a wonderful healing thing for me. And I appreciate that. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And never Ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule, fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final real babies. Daddy's got plans for you. Oh, that sounded too creepy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. So go, we should roll. 
Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs>